MSW Media. Thanks to Athletic Greens for supporting the Daily Beans. Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Just go to athleticgreens.com slash dailybeans to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Hello and welcome to the Daily Beans for Friday, July 8th, 2022. Today, Comey and McCabe were both hit with intense IRS audits during the Trump administration and the Trump appointed IRS chief has launched an investigation. Donald quit his own social media company just before subpoenas were issued because he's stupid and thinks that will alleviate him of culpability. The Justice Department is investigating Greg Abbott's border initiative and a group of prominent Pennsylvanian Republicans is endorsing Democrat Josh Shapiro for governor. I'm Allison Gill. And I'm Dana Goldberg. Hello, Dana. Happy Friday. Happy Friday, AG. You sound like you're feeling better. I, I am. I'm feeling better. I still have a little COVID brain. So, you know, if I say something dumb, just send in a correction. <laughs> you can do that or send in any good news or confessions or whatever you want to send us at dailybeanspod.com and click on contact. A little bit later, I nabbed an interview with my friend Andy McCabe. Nice. We're going to talk about the uh, audit that he had to undergo during the Trump administration and that the odds are one in 80 something million that both he and Comey would both be hit with this audit during the Trump administration. And now it's being investigated. I'll get to that in the hot notes, too. And um, that's what's happening today before this long weekend. I wish you could see my podcast co-host because she is <laughs> pumping her arms in a way that we're like slow jogging, but only I can see it, which is amazing. Anyway, I think we should do it. You're ready to go. Are you ready? <laughs> it's something my mom always does. I have my mom's habits so hardcore. Well, that's a cute habit that your mother has. <laughs> Yes, it has. And uh, today at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 Eastern, we will have our patron Zoom call where you can call in on your Zoom, ask questions. We'll go over some late breaking news stories that happened on Friday that I didn't quite get into this particular episode. So if you're not a patron, you can be one for three bucks a month at patreon.com slash Miller She Wrote. And uh, let's uh, let's hit the hot notes. Hot notes. Now, I feel like I need to do that dance throughout the entire news segment. You can feel it. I feel like people can feel the cadence in your voice when you do it. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> All right. First up, the IRS said on Thursday that it has asked the inspector general who oversees tax matters, that's the Treasury IG for Tax Administration, to investigate how Jim Comey, the former FBI director, and his deputy who became the director after he was fired, Andy McCabe, both perceived enemies of the former guy came to be faced with rare exhaustive audits that the agency says are supposed to be random. The IRS, quote, has referred the matter to the Treasury Inspector General for Tax Administration for review. The agency said in a written statement, adding that its commissioner, Charles Reddig, had personally reached out to the Inspector General after learning about the audits, which freaks me out because I don't like this guy. The disclosure from the IRS came a day after the New York Times reported that Comey and McCabe had been the subjects of audits that target just several thousand Americans a year and are highly invasive, like Comey had to hand over Christmas cards from his kids to prove they exist. That's nuts. In 2017, the tax year Comey was audited for, 
The IRS said it randomly selected about 5,000 returns for the audit out of the 153 million people who filed them. For 2019, the year CABE was audited for, the agency says it picked about 8,000 returns of the roughly 154 million that were filed. It is not clear how two close associates both came to be scrutinized under the same audit program in a matter of a few years. It might not be clear to the Times, but it's clear to me, Dana. (laughs) Mr. Comey and Mr. McCabe both told the Times they had questions about how the audits came about. And you're going to love the interplay between Jill McCabe and Andy McCabe when they got home and opened that envelope that said they were being audited. You're going to love that interview. Mr. Trump said he has no knowledge of the audits. The IRS has denied any wrongdoing occurred. And that's what I don't like about Reddick. He came out before he even asked for an investigation and said, no, nothing was wrong. Nothing was wrong. We didn't do anything wrong. Everything was great. Everything was fine. It seems sketchy. Yeah. Like you're just going to come to that conclusion without launching an investigation. Quote, federal privacy laws preclude us from discussing specific taxpayer situations. The IRS said in a statement released Thursday. Audits are handled by career civil servants, and the IRS has strong safeguards in place to protect the exam process and against politically motivated audits. It's ludicrous and untrue to suggest that senior IRS officials somehow targeted specific individuals for national research program audits. Yeah, it's so out there that all of us are going, yeah, this was fucking coordinated. Yeah, and I don't think you can say anything under the Trump administration is out there or unlikely. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah, he doesn't go after political enemies at all. Never. I mean, he's totally a fair guy. It is interesting he went after Comey since Comey helped him steal the election. (laughs) (laughs) That's all I have to say about that. Keep it moving. Yeah, but he was he was investigating Flynn and he was kept asking him and he was also investigating Donald. And that's why the day after he fired Comey, he told Russians in the Oval Office that the, the cloud had been lifted. That pressure is off now. Mm hmm. Mm. Former IRS officials and tax lawyers said that because Comey and McCabe were attacked so frequently by Donald, who pushed for their prosecutions and accused them both of treason, an inspector general or congressional committee should investigate the matter. That's former IRS officials and tax lawyers. The chairman of the Senate Finance Committee, Ron Wyden, Democrat of Oregon, said that Reddick had reached out to tell him that he had asked the inspector general to investigate the matter and to reiterate that any allegations of wrongdoing are taken seriously. And are referred to the IG for further review. Uh Uh-huh. You want to keep your fucking job, bro. Quote, Donald Trump has no respect for the rule of law. So if he tried to subject his political enemies to additional IRS scrutiny, that would surprise no one, Mr. Wyden said. We need to understand what happened here because it raises serious concerns. And he is correct. (laughs) Wyden added, a thorough IG investigation of this matter is crucial. And we're going to look at what steps the Finance Committee could potentially take. And I would love for the Finance Committee to do a quick and swift investigation of this because I do not trust the IRS. A longtime critic of Reddick, Representative Bill Pascrell Jr., Democrat in New Jersey, who has previously called on Reddick to resign over unrelated issues, reiterated that demand on Thursday. Mr. Reddick was named IRS commissioner by Trump for a term that ends in November of this year. Quote, the IRS under Donald Trump's handpicked commissioner, Reddick, has been one catastrophe after another, said Pascrell who is the chairman of the House Ways and Means Subcommittee on Oversight. The auditing of two law enforcement leaders at Trump's behest is a titanic scandal. Pascrell added, if Reddick cared at all about his agency, he would hand in his resignation today. And if he doesn't go, Reddick should be impeached. And I agree, Dana, because Reddick made hundreds of thousands of dollars off Trump-branded properties during his time in office. No clue why he's still there. 100%. I'm with you. Thank you, A.G., for the first story in this next one in what an analyst are calling an unprecedented move in an era of extreme hyperpartisanship. 
A group of Republican leaders, including a number of former officials who have been stalwarts of Pennsylvania's GOP establishment for decades in Harrisburg and D.C., they are bucking their party to endorse Democrat Josh Shapiro for governor. Yep, Mr. Shapiro, the sitting attorney general right now, will roll out the endorsements of 10 Republicans on Wednesday as part of a continued effort to label his candidacy a reach across the aisle aficionado who will unify the parties to get things done. Now, the list includes two former U.S. representatives, Charlie Dent and Jim Greenward, former state House Speaker Denny O'Brien, former Lieutenant Governor and longtime state Senator Robert Jubilere. Yeah, I don't know. I've never heard of this guy. Okay. And Robert J. You know Robert J. And former state Supreme Court Justice Sandra Schultz Newman. Okay, so those are the- Jubilere. BJ. We just call him BJ. There you go. Now, the endorsements aren't just vague odes to bipartisanship in a divided country. They serve as a direct hit against Senator Doug Mastriano, the Republican candidate for governor. And it's reminiscent of the effort before the GOP primary among Republican insiders to coalesce support around an alternative. Okay, that effort failed. That effort failed. But Mr. Shapiro's camp and allies, they're hoping this lends credence to his argument that Mr. Mastriano is on the fringe of his own party. Now, Morgan Boyd, the chair of the Lawrence County Board of Commissioners and the only current official on the list, said Pennsylvania is at a crossroads and that Mr. Shapiro is, quote, the only candidate with the vision, the experience, and the plan to bring it back. Well, Mr. Boyd said he was drawn to the Republican Party because he believes in fiscal responsibility, which is just a fucking joke. Anyway, small government, also a fucking joke, small enough to fit in my uterus. And using government as a force for good. This isn't a time to vote for someone simply because of the letter next to their name, he added. Okay, so that's Mr. Boyd. The list of GOP endorsers represents the bedrock, as they're calling it, of the Pennsylvania Republican Party in recent years, Mr. Boric said, and speaks to many Republicans who aren't enamored with the direction that the party's going, nor should they be. Endorsements don't matter much, he said. But as Mr. Shapiro puts together his case, they'll serve as evidence against his opponent. And that's the truth of it. When you see 12 prominent Republicans going for the other guy as a Republican, you have to maybe wonder why. So this is a quote. I think for most Republicans, they accept Mastriano as their nominee and most likely will vote for him. That, again, was Boric. He went on to say, but on the margins, and the margins are going to be very important. I think the endorsements will help Shapiro's case in key areas. Hmm. Yep. Absolutely. Mr. Bork said he expects Mr. Mastriano and his allies to counter that these GOP officials are rhinos, of course, Republicans in name only. I know most of us listening know that. But he's saying that he's going to put them in that light and and say they don't speak for the movement right now and that voters should discount their voices because they're not true Republicans. Mm -hmm. Yeah, sure. Exactly. Okay, it's going to be interesting up there in Pennsylvania to see what happens. And uh, this is funny. (laughs) <laughs> the uh the, the the guy who sues fake cows on twitter has been left holding the bag <laughs> is it a bag of manure a fake cow manure a bag of cow shit and we said this would happen we said this would happen that that nunez is going to be the fall guy 100 percent. donald trump removed himself from the board of his sarasota-based social media company according to records just weeks before the company was issued federal subpoenas by both the securities and exchange commission and a grand jury in manhattan Trump, the chairman of Trump Media and Technology Group, TMTG, was one of six board members removed on June 8th, according to business records. Among the board members removed were Kosh Patel, 
Trump's former point man in the White House, who he also shoved into the Pentagon last minute. Scott Glabe, a former assistant to Trump, who was counsel for the media company and Don Jr. Everybody else. Fuck you. (laughs) Basically. The SEC served Trump Media and Technology Group with subpoenas on June 27th, according to a regulatory filing. Trump's media company owns Truth Social, an app similar to Twitter, but not at all. Trump was banned by Twitter, as we know. Uh, Four days later, on July 1st, a grand jury in the Southern District of New York handed the company another federal subpoena, an action that typically means a potential criminal investigation is in progress. It it actually totally means that. Not (laughs) Not just kind of. It completely totally means that. The investigations appear to be related to a proposed merger between the media company and a blank check company called DWAP, Digital World Acquisitions Corp. We've talked about this several times, Dana. Digital World, DWAP, is a special purpose acquisition company. I found my special purpose. (laughs) Or SPAC, right? Companies such as these raise money to go public with the intent of finding a company to merge with. SPACs are prohibited from finding a partner before going public. But the SEC is investigating potential talks between the two companies that were possibly premature. I would say probably definitely. In addition to Trump's company being served by a grand jury, certain current and former TMTG personnel were also subpoenaed. Those personnel were not identified. Moo. In a statement, Trump media said it would continue cooperating fully with inquiries in our planned merger and will comply with subpoenas we've recently received, none of which were directed at the company's chairman or CEO, because he wasn't there. They're saying here that that Nunes didn't get one. Interesting. Because he is still the CEO. But I don't know, man. <laughs> I'm sure he loves that position right now. Mm. What the statement did not mention was that Trump is no longer chairman. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Fucking chicken shit. I bet he thinks this gets him off the hook. Of course he does. Former California Congressman Devin Nunes is listed as the company's CEO. A businessman named Philip Juhan is the company's CFO, and they are now the only two board members listed. Everyone else left. I mean, it's a beautiful thing. I can't wait till that thing goes off the air. So if they issued subpoenas, it's got to be... It's. Are you telling me Phil is the only one who got one and Devin didn't? <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. Oh, my goodness. All right, AG. Last story in this section. The Department of Justice is investigating alleged civil rights violations under Operation Lone Star. And that's a multi-billion dollar border initiative announced last year by who? Governor Greg Abbott. Yep. According to state records obtained by ProPublica and the Texas Tribune. Now, the legislature last year, they directed more than $3 billion to border measures over the next two years. And that's a bulk of which has gone to Operation Lone Star. Under the initiative, which Abbott said he launched to combat human and drug smuggling, the state has deployed more than 10,000 National Guard members and Department of Public Safety troopers to the border with Mexico and built some fencing. Now, thousands of immigrant men seeking to enter the country have been arrested for trespassing onto private property, and some have been kept in jail for weeks without charges being filed. Since the operation's launch, a number of news organizations, including ProPublica and the Tribune, have outlined a series of problems with state leaders' claims of success, the treatment of the National Guard members, and alleged civil rights violations. Not surprising. Hmm. An investigation by the Tribune, ProPublica, and Marshall Project found that in touting the operation's accomplishments, state officials included arrests with no connection to the border or the statewide drug seizures. The news organization also revealed that trespassing cases represented the largest share of the operation's arrests. DPS stopped counting some charges, including cockfighting, sexual assault, and stalking. 
after publications began asking questions about their connections to border security. Another investigation by the Tribune and Army Times detailed troubles with the National Guard deployment, including reports of delayed payments to soldiers, Mm. a shortage of critical equipment in poor living conditions. Previous reporting by the Army Times also traced suicides by soldiers tied to the operation. This is a fucking mess, all of it. Angela Dodge, a DOJ spokesperson, said she could not, quote, comment on the existence or lack thereof of any potential investigation or case on any matter not otherwise a part of public record. The quote continues, generally, cases are brought to us by a variety of law enforcement agencies, federal, state, local, for possible prosecutorial consideration following their investigation into a suspected violation of federal law. That's what Dodge wrote in an email. We consider each case based on the evidence and what can be proven beyond a reasonable doubt in a federal court of law. Okay? AG, but at least two Texas agencies involved in carrying out the border initiative, they pointed to a Department of Justice investigation in records obtained by ProPublica and the Tribune through the Texas Public Information Act. They got them legally. In an internal email in May, DPS officials said that the DOJ was seeking to review whether Operation Lone Star violated Title VI of the Civil Rights Act of 1964. And what that does is it bars discrimination on the basis of race, color, or national origin by institutions receiving federal funding. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, yeah, there's a big mess down there with this. I hope Greg Abbott's in a lot of fucking trouble for it, too. Yeah, me too. And that damn do-nothing DOJ is investigating. I know. So lazy. Ugh. All right. We'll keep you posted on that. I'm going to follow that story closely. I'm very interested in that. This dude's been under fucking federal indictment for six years. I don't understand why he's not in jail. Uh, great. All right. We'll be right back with Andy McCabe. You don't want to miss this interview. It's just awesome. You trust me. You want to hear this one. I don't know if you normally fast forward through the interviews or if they're the, or if you're fast forwarding through this to get to the interview and you don't even hear me right now. Awesome. Because you're going to hear the interview. And then we'll have the good news on the other side of that. Stay with us. After the Hey everybody, it's AG and I have to tell you about a new easy habit to pick up that saves time and money and is amazing. I recently started taking Athletic Greens every day because I wanted better gut health and a supplement that actually tastes great and so I don't have to have 100 million bottles of supplements and adaptogens and whole food probiotics and all that stuff. It's so convenient and it's amazing. Just one delicious scoop of AG1, you get 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports gut health with the probiotics, your nervous system, your immune system, which is so important with these variants running around right now for COVID, your energy, recovery, focus, aging, all the things. I share Athletic Greens with all my friends, and now is a good time for you to start because Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D, one-year supply, and five free travel packs with your first purchase when you go to athleticgreens.com slash dailybeans. Athletic Greens uses the best of the best products based on the latest science with constant product iterations. And they've donated over 1.2 million meals to kids in 2020. So you know this product is the best and they're awesome. And uh, right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. Just one scoop of AG1 and a cup of water every morning. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. And to make it easy, as I said, Athletic Greens was going to give you that free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and those five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash dailybeans. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash dailybeans to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Everybody, welcome back. Happy to be joined today by my friend, 
and uh, apparently target of an IRS audit, along with Jim Comey, Andy McCabe. Andy, hello. Hello. How are you? Man, you cannot catch a break. (laughs) (laughs) In the immortal words of Joey Ramone, welcome to my nightmare. Oh, very, very well put. And thank you for the Joey Ramone reference. Sure. First of all, it was great to see you recently in D.C. That was a lot of fun. I appreciate that. I hope to see you again when I come in August. And little did we know, well, you know, you knew, I didn't know, as we sat there, that you were the subject of an extreme audit. Apparently, there's different levels of, of IRS audits. As was, and you didn't know this, but Jim Comey, uh, and, and neither of you kind of knew until reporters told you that you were both, interestingly, targets of this really intense IRS audit, which you both passed yeah. with flying colors. What? 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 <laughs> <laughs> what? So, sure. So this all ha- started for us in October of 2021. Uh, we actually got home. We'd been out of town. We got home like on a, you know, that classic Sunday night, you're going through the stack of mail that's built up over the last couple of days. And there was a letter from the IRS indicating that we had been randomly selected for a special audit that they refer to as a compliance investigation. And the letter goes on to explain that they select a small number of, of returns every year for this uh, investigation, and it's totally at random. So unlike a regular audit, which is triggered when the algorithms at the IRS pick up on something specific in your return that doesn't make sense to them, and then that can trigger an audit. And when that happens, you get the traditional audit, and it's pretty much focused on the thing that triggered their attention. That's the difference in what uh, Jim and I were subject to. This compliance investigation is basically everything. They look at your entire financial life for whatever year it was that uh, that they're auditing. So it can be very, very invasive very time consuming and quite frankly, expensive too. You know, you have to hire an accountant to help you um, kind of navigate the whole thing. So I didn't know any of that opening the letter on that Sunday night. And I read it and took it at its word. I was like, okay, we just, wow, what a coincidence. We, we happen to get picked at random. Mm. And of course, uh, Jill, my wonderful wife was like, bullshit. That's not right. That's my question. <laughs> that was my question. When you guys got that letter, I mean, there had to be some sort of a Oh, oh, what a weird random coincidence. And it seems like you and Joel were both like, "Uh uh-huh, this can't be just a coincidence. Yeah, you know, I was trying to be (laughs) fair about it and just be like, okay, let's see. You know, they say it's random and Jill was convinced that it was not random. And I don't know, I have to say, I think she's probably right as we look back on it. So anyway, I went through, did what the letter said, contacted the agent, started the whole process and went through that. And I have to say that the agent that I worked with was really a very nice person and professional and responsive and really took care of it in, in, I think, a completely reasonable way. Um, And it wasn't until I've reached kind of, you know, towards the end of it that I was contacted by the reporter from the Times who who told me the story about, he was already working on an article uh, about Jim Comey's experience. And when I told him that I was undergoing the same thing, it really, really got his attention. Got mine as well. Like I was shocked to hear that Jim had gone through it too. So the reporter was contacting you for comment about 
Jim's audit? You know, I think it was just kind of on a hunch. They they contacted me to see. And when they when they asked me, I said, well, yeah, as a matter of fact, I am mm. undergoing one right now. So yeah, we were all surprised. Now, there are some things that will always remain a mystery to me. I know a little bit about why DeJoy is still on the postal board, and that's because you have to have enough nominees to fire him because the president can't do that himself. But I never understood keeping Reddick on at the IRS. That man benefited personally, according to Citizens Responsibility of Ethics in Washington, hundreds of thousands of dollars from his own Trump branded properties while he was working as the, the you know, the commissioner of, of the IRS. And I'm, I'm very glad now they've announced. I know a couple of senators were like, we should look into this. A committee should look into this or an independent invest inspector general treasury should look into this for tax administration. And Reddick has said, yes, we're going to give this to the inspector general to to look into. But he did that after he already made a declaration that there was no funny business going on. And I find it disturbing that he would make that statement so confidently prior to even launching an investigation or looking into anything. And I'm, I'm concerned that those findings might have to go back up through him. Do you know what I mean? I do know what you mean, and I share your concern. So their their comment to the New York Times in the article was pretty sober and what you would expect. They were going to refer it and, you know, no nothing real, nothing uh, additional. And then by the time the media really started picking up on it, and I started getting contacted by a lot of reporters. And I went, of course, on CNN and talked about it last night. By then, another comment had come out calling it utter, uh, they, they called it uh I don't know, some version of ridiculous or or absurd or something like that. The suggestion or, you know, that people who were involved in this was absurd. Well, it's clearly not absurd. I mean, you know, work through the math. Jim's year was one in 30 something thousand. My year was one in 25 something thousand. The odds that the two of us would get selected, just simply the odds are incredibly, incredibly long. And then layer on top of it what you know. Right. Both of us were targeted viciously by Trump and his minions. Uh, We were both and are still to some degree persecuted, you know, uh, by Trump and his social media and his statements and all those kinds of stuff. So his desire that we be tried for treason and put to death, thrown in jail, be subjected to financial investigations was absolutely clear and public. So put that on top of the incredibly long odds, and you clearly have something to investigate. So the responsible way for the head of an agency to react in that matter would be to think, you know what, I might have a problem on my hands here. There could be some employee or some group of people that are kind of stepping outside their authorization and and manipulating this system, and I'm going to look into it and find out. So that very quick, complete, you know, breathless dismissal last night was absolutely a prejudgment and um, I think certainly irresponsible under the circumstances. We'll see how they handle it now, but um, it'd be worth keeping a close eye on it. Yeah. And it's absolutely not ridiculous. If you look at all the lawsuits, the Hillary Clinton at all going after you, suing you, suing Comey, suing Strzok, suing Page, you know, going after all those people, firing people like Dave Shulkin, you know, just going after... He he investigated a podcast I made at my kitchen table. Yeah. Like this is not a guy who's just like super chill and, you know, doesn't go doesn't go after people yeah. no matter how big or small. And, and, you know, I wasn't even in a position of government where I could have done anything. 
Right. So it's bizarre to hear anybody say that it would be totally ridiculous for for him to target right. political enemies when that's all he spends his time doing. That's like his full time job. Yeah. I mean, look, his, his thirst for vengeance is unsatiable, right? He he never stops. And and on top of that, we know he, that he has repeatedly tried to use the levers of government, the institutions of government to execute his, you know, mendacious uh, uh, intents and his goals and his, his, you know, square, you know, square up his vendettas with people. He used the Justice Department in that way. Heck, he used the Justice Department in that way to make sure that I got fired. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's not even the first time that he's tried to manipulate the powers of government in service of his own uh, aims. We, everyone knows this about Trump. And so, Knowing that, to then see that this unbelievably, you know, unicorn-esque occurrence of the two former directors of the FBI, both of whom are considered enemies by Trump, being selected, quote unquote, at random. I mean, how do you how do you, how do you call that absurd? It's almost like completely foreseeable. Yeah. And I'm waiting for the barrage of uh, additional people to come forward saying they were also audited that we're also targets of, of this particular administration that should be interesting. Yeah. Are you waiting to see the OIG, what they come up with? Are you talking to any lawyers? And is it a criminal offense? I know it's an impeachable offense to use the IRS to go after your political enemies. That's what happened. Mm-hmm. Nixon did that. But is this is this criminal in any way? And and could the IG maybe make criminal reform? Like, I'm interested to know yeah. what kind of, I mean, it happened and a lot of things happened, but I'm interested to know what the consequences could or might be. It's a great question, and I don't know that I understand that completely myself. I I, I would assume, and look, I shouldn't assume anything. We don't know what happened here. I don't know who was responsible or involved or anything like that. And so the, the important thing is that they investigate it thoroughly and transparently, that we understand the results of whatever they find, however long that takes. If If they find that people were you know, intentionally subverting the process and manipulating the process to go after people they perceived to be political enemies, either theirs or people they were acting on behalf of, then could there be criminal penalties? I think there probably could. I'm not an expert on like tax law and the IRS, but I think in the the reforms that my understanding is the reforms that were set in place after Watergate uh, imposed pretty stiff penalties for things like that. And yeah, I mean, I guess it, it could go in that direction. As for what I'm planning on doing, I'm not planning on doing anything. I want the government to do its job. I want the the people who oversee the IRS, IRS leadership and uh, congressional overseers to exhibit a, a legitimate interest here in finding out, do we have a problem? And if so, let's fix it. And that's really how it's supposed to work. It's not, I don't care to try to profit from this or exact my own vengeance on anyone else. It's not, I'm not about any of that. So I imagine you and your family would just like to be left alone. That would be nice. (laughs) That would be really great. Just to not be the story for a change would be nice. I'm texting you. I'm like, dude, you're on Valshi. You're like, oh boy. Anyway, I'm glad you're coming out. I'm glad you're talking about this. Uh, it'll be interesting to follow this. This prop, this will probably take another year before we, you know, find anything about what what, what actually happened. If we find out anything uh, at all, I'm also interested to see. I'm going to start pushing this administration to get rid of Reddick. I don't like that guy personally. That's just yeah. me. 
Yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I, I really didn't like the fact that he came out and said nothing was wrong. Um, I'm confident it was totally random. Uh, and, and even if he had nothing to do with it, that's an irresponsible statement to make before an investigation is conducted. It really is. And I'll tell you, as someone who used to run a large government organization, I know what it feels like to walk in one day or turn on the turn on the news and see some sort of allegations of disaster from within your own house. And having been down that road enough times, like you, you have to you have to have the perspective to step back and say, like, okay, I might have a problem here. It's time to get on top of it and figure out what's going on. And would have been nice if that was his reaction. It doesn't seem to have been, but. He's got a chance to redeem himself. So let's say with let's see what they come up with with this investigation. All right. Well, thanks. And when you start writing the threat too, or uh, when you when you're ready to put out a podcast, let me know. And uh, <laughs> and until then, we'll just keep checking in and and hoping for the best for you and Chill. Because my <laughs> God, dude, I apologize on behalf of the United States to you and your family. <laughs> Thank you. But I appreciate I appreciate your time today, and and we'll speak soon. Thank you. I look forward to it. As always, AG, have a great day. You too. Everybody stick around. We'll be right back with the good news. Falling asleep and staying asleep used to be difficult for me, as you know, until I got my custom mattress from Helix Sleep. Helix Sleep has a quiz that takes just two minutes to complete and matches your body type and sleep preferences to the perfect mattress for you. Why would you buy a mattress made for someone else? With Helix, you're getting the mattress that you know will be perfect for the way that you sleep. Everyone is unique and Helix knows that. So they have several different mattress models to choose from. Soft, medium, firm, Helix Plus mattress for plus-size sleepers, body temperature regulating mattresses, spinal alignment mattresses, they have something for everyone. When I took the Helix quiz, I was matched with the Helix Midnight because I like a medium, firm bed and I sleep on my side, so it's perfect for moi. So go to helixsleep.com slash dailybeans, take their two-minute online sleep quiz, order your customized mattress, and start having the best sleep of your life. They have free shipping, a 10-year warranty, they have financing options and flexible payment plans. If you don't love it, they will come and pick it up for you and give you a full refund, no cost. Uh, but you will absolutely love it. And I love Helix, but you don't have to take my word for it. They were awarded number one best overall mattress pick of 2020 by GQ and Wired Magazine. And a lot of sleep medicine doctors and chiropractors recommend Helix for getting a good night's sleep. Helix right now is offering up to $200 off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners at helixsleep.com slash dailybeans. That's Helix Sleep, H-E-L-I-X sleep.com slash daily beans for up to $200 off all mattress orders and two free pillows. Everybody, welcome back. It's time for the good news. Who likes good news, everyone? Then good news, everyone. Good news, good news. And if you have any good news or confessions or corrections or whoopee stories or you want to play What the Mutt or Find the Cat or you have Halloween pictures, Santa Claus pictures, Easter Bunny pictures, pictures of your happy place. If you have a small business or you're creating something and you want to share that with us, we want to hear about it. Uh, anything. Send it to us at dailybeanspod.com and click on contact. First up from Anonymous. Pro- oh, I know. Oh, from pronouns, she and her anonymous. This is Peppy with my grandkids. We adopted her eight months ago and she has brought us total joy. When I wake up at 2.30 a.m. here in Washington State, I immediately grab my phone and look to see if your podcast is posted. Just knowing I'm not alone relaxes me in the wee hours of the morning. I have a new message for the Democrats to win votes. Be free. Vote D. 
Hey, listen, even as a lesbian, I'm voting for the D. And it's the first time <laughs> I've ever said that statement. I'm yeah, all in. I'm be all behind shirt. the D. All behind the D. You should. That's a shirt. That I'm, is a I'm, shirt. I'm a lesbian, but I picked the. I choose the D. I'm still voting for the D. Uh, and thank you. I know, uh, Anonymous, not being alone is so crucial and critical to our mental health. It makes all the gaslighting disappear. Yeah. It makes it helps us know that we aren't alone. We aren't insane for for feeling the way that we're feeling. Um, and this doggo and these grandos are the cutest little group I have they ever seen. really are. Well done. Yep. Thank you for that. Ooh, I get to sing. Aaron pronouns he him. In honor of the long-awaited resignation of Boris Johnson, I offer you a new verse to hallelujah. Oh! Here we go. <clears throat> See my COVID throat. You sold your soul, you told your lies, you stoked the fears of Brexit guys, no grifter, thief, or hustler could outdo ya. But you choked when you were up at bath, the sinking ship, it fled the rats, and the kingdom breathed a sigh of hallelujah. 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 That was a really good one, Aaron. Well done. I love your syllabation. Is that even a word? I'm just Let's make it that. one. That's a good word. New word usement that I, I love it. just created. Excellent. 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 Oh, it and looks yes. like we both have some parts in the next one. So you start it off and then I'll come in when I'm highlighted. Okay, cool. Uh, but yeah, Boris Johnson has finally. He's done. Said bye-bye. Thank God. Mm-hmm. All right, next up from Anonymous, no pronouns. Hello, friends who haven't met me. Hello, that reminds Aww. me of the Jim Henson, Kermit the Frog meme that uh, friends are just strangers who haven't met yet. Oh, Since high and outside seems to be a recurring theme, I have a shit kid say, or more like a conversation I had with my daughter. My daughter's 21 now, so our conversations have evolved <laughs> from when she was like three. Yeah, She was recounting a time in high school when a group of her friends planned a camping trip for one of the girls' birthdays. My daughter does not lament not being invited having been thoroughly burnt out on camping trips from her brother's Cub Scout days. I remember at the time she said she couldn't think of anything less appealing than a camping trip organized by a bunch of high school stoner girls. Later, she learned that one of the campers had a bad trip. Oh, no. I, f I failed to ask if it was LSD or shrooms. I overshared that from my rave days in the 90s. I could never understand why people wanted to go out into the woods to trip. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I hear play the part of the mom. And uh, you play the part of the daughter, okay? I mean, okay. <clears throat> <clears throat> I mean, that's where all the wild animals are. You have to be aware of things like where you put your food and whether the fire is going out. I don't need to be in survival mode while hallucinating. I'm more of a spa tripper myself. <laughs> Give me all the comforts and none of the coyotes. I've actually always been afraid of the dark anyway. I can't imagine feeling safe out in the woods with a bunch of tripping girls. The dark can be a scary place even at home. I know. You can't see anything and there are weird noises. I mean, you never know if you're going to step on a toy. Right? I mean, a Lego could take me out. <laughs> uh, at this point, I can't stop laughing because the image of someone walking through a dark house and getting taken out by a Lego is all too real. Oh, yeah. The struggle is legit real. <laughs> I'm not sure if a retelling of this is funny or if you can chalk it up to one of those you just had to be there moments. But I really enjoy who my daughter has grown to be. Aww. She's a delightfully hilarious person. And I'm constantly amazed that I made that. Thank you for all you do each day to keep us informed. And Anonymous, I would like for you to share with your daughter a bit by Mitch Hedberg about doing acid in the woods. 
And he says, yeah, acid, it changed my mind. One time we did a trip in the woods and we went to the woods because in the woods, you're less likely to run into an authority figure. But we ran into a bear. (laughs) So my friend Phil was all raising his right hand, swearing to help prevent forest fires. (laughs) And man, that Smokey the Bear is an asshole. (laughs) In England, I told that joke, but they did not know who Smokey the Bear was because they didn't. Smokey the Bear is not their forest fire prevention representative. They have Smacky the Frog, and I think that's way better because bears can be assholes, but frogs are always cool. <laughs> you need to check that out. It's very good. It's on one of his four albums. He only has four. You'd be able to Google it and find it. Awesome. All right. I'm not happy about this next story, but that's okay. It's from anonymous pronouns, she and her. And the only reason I say that is because there's pronunciations. Hello. Oh, no. Yeah. Hello, AGDG and the rest. You always make me smile every morning or outright laugh every time charismatic megaplastics comes up. Now, I can't stop giggling over how everyone keeps correcting you on how to pronounce Ephrata. So to, <laughs> I don't fucking know if that was right, by the way. So to pile on, here's my contribution. I'm from Washington State, and as we're uh, reasonable people out here tolerating folks from back east mispronouncing cities constantly. For example, it's Spokane. And what the fuck is that? Pewel up. Fuel up. Pewel up. Pew. Pewel up. All right. I offer up the following pronunciation. Ephrata. Our Washington version is just a bit younger, but roughly similar in size. Ah, this is the same city, different place. Okay. It was officially established as a town in 1909, but my great-great-grandparents were doing farming business there as early as the 1880s. So our pronunciation is just as legitimate as the PA version. If I'm ever back there and you hear me pronouncing, oh, fuck, Ephrata, Ephrata, the correct way, the Pacific Northwest way, don't come at me. (laughs) I'm right. And this is a pretty, and this is, this is a petty hill I will die on. A petty (laughs) hill I'll die on. I don't need people correcting my pronunciation. Pronunciation. (laughs) God damn it. It happens every (laughs) day. Every every time. Okay, I know we're leaving that in there, so I'm not even asking for an edit. Oh, man. Went on to say, I've sent my pet tax in the past, but today I just wanted to share some of my art. Oh, wow. I do watercolors, and I've also included the pumpkin I carved last Halloween with one of my drawings. My dad entered it into a contest at his work, and he won me a prize. I don't sell my art because I don't know where to begin, and most of my work is intensely personal, so I just hope it brings you some measure of joy, as it did for me, in creating it. And then she says, thank you all. Thanks for the giggles and the wonderful community of lovely, smart, funny people you've brought together with your sweary podcast. And that's awesome. Look at these are beautiful. Holy shit. Look at the. Yeah. Look at the pumpkin. Moose. Oh, whoa. I know. That is pro level. I love that shit. I really love that. uh, Justice. um, the, The scales. Scales of justice. I want that tattoo. Ooh, ooh. Ooh. Okay. All right. Next up from Kirsten in PA. Don't worry, it's not about pronouncing a Pennsylvania city. Well, now that we have the Washington State, Pennsylvania beef going on between Ephrata and Ephrata, it's going to be interesting. My good news. Hello, Leguminati. Thank you for so much. Uh, the good work, all the good work you do. My good news is for anyone who lives in a district with a GOP congressperson. Huh. 
I live in PA 01, the swing district in Bucks County, PA. I've talked to so many people from Bucks County. I cannot wait to visit. I absolutely love everyone from Bucks. Uh, it's represented by GOP Congressman Brian Fitzpatrick, who falsely sells himself to our voters as a moderate bipartisan guy, which he certainly is not. What he is is an anti-choice extremist who voted for abortion bans and defunding Planned Parenthood. And he supports and fundraises with crisis pregnancy centers, those facilities that deceive pregnant folks and divert them from actual medical care. Yeah, those fake clinics. It's evil on to the good news. Basically, when voters in our district were polled just on candidate favorability, our GOP incumbent had a seven point lead. But after those same folks were told about Fitzpatrick's extreme anti-choice views and actions, they swung hard left and his awesome Democratic opponent, past and hopefully future Daily Beans guest Ashley Ehas took a 10-point lead. Nice. And we in Bucks at Bucks Indivisible are not sitting on this information. Clearly, voters around here, we need to learn more about where Fitzpatrick stands on abortion rights. We are taking action. We have held a rally in support of abortion rights for Ashley Ehas, which got excellent press coverage, including in national outlets like USA Today. Indivisible National helped out by getting a digital billboard truck that visited several locales locales on July 4th parades with info about Fitz's awful record on reproductive freedom. We've drafted articles about his stance in our local news outlet, the, the Bucks County Beacon. I love that paper. I subscribe to it. And we have more actions and messaging in the works. We hope this inspires hope and action in other districts with GOP reps. We can keep the house in 2022. Don't let the doomsayers get you down. Yes. For pet tax, I have included two pics of my sweet doggo, Honey, alternately playing with and cuddling her bee-themed toys. <laughs> Y'all keep up the great work. It's a pleasure putting you in my ear holes every day. I loved bee-themed toys. Look at... <gasps> oh, so sweet. Bzzzt. Adorbs. In my ear holes. Bucks County bees. Love it. Ooh. What a great way to end this week. Yes. Uh, thank you for all these good news and uh, pieces and, and photos. and uh, I, I, I love y'all. Seriously. And I will see you at the... Uh, the patron happy hour today at four Pacific. And uh, I'm very excited to see everyone like full on excited to see <laughs> everybody. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. If you're not a patron, you can be one at patreon.com slash Muller. She wrote. And uh, do you have any final thoughts before you get out of here for the weekend? And you'll be, you'll be gone next that's, week, my friend. That's my final thought. I've got to go to work next week. And so I will miss being in your ears, but just know everyone that I will be back the week of the 16, 16th, 17th. So I'll be back in your ears then. But until then, you know, AG's got this. You're going to have some great guests, great interviews, good news, and know that I will be back and missing you. Yep, I will miss you, my friend, and I will be here next week. I will be here covering the two hearings, apparently one on Thursday night, which will be one of the blockbuster primetime hearings, and the one on Tuesday morning, 10 a.m. Eastern. That is, the Thursday one is just from some sort of inside information rumors floating around. I'm pretty sure that that's what's going to happen, but we shall see. But uh, I'll be here all week reporting on all of it and live tweeting all of it at Mueller. She wrote, follow me there uh, if you can't listen. And uh, until then, please take care of yourselves, take care of each other, take care of the planet, take care of your mental health. Vote blue over Q. I've been AG. And I've been DG. And them's the beans. The Daily Beans is written and executive produced by Allison Gill with additional research and reporting by Dana Goldberg and Amy Carrero. Sound design and editing is by Desiree McFarlane with art and web design by Joel Reeder with Moxie Design Studios. Music for The Daily Beans is written and performed by They Might Be Giants. And the show is a proud member of the MSW Media Network, a collection of creator-owned podcasts dedicated to news, politics, and justice. For more information, please visit mswmedia.com. MSW Media. <laughs>